The FCS College Football Experience 2024 Quarterback Transfers episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time, your home for the lowest price last minute tickets out there. Download the Game Time app today. Use that promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today using our promo code. SGPN and then go to sports podcast.com slash dog to enter our bonus contest. Five winners will receive shirts, hats, and a $50 SGPN gift card. So get on over there, folks. Uh, we're also brought to you by hall of fame bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the hall of fame bets app, uh, or visit uh, HOFbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN. You get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today, people. And remember as always folks too, let it ride. This is Jerry Glanville and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride brother. Tried to get this done over the past two weeks. Was planning to do this about two weeks ago, but uh, my wife gave birth. So now, now we're back on schedule. We're back on schedule. We got a lot of FCS football to talk. You can watch this episode, youtube.com slash the college experience. Get on over there. Hit that subscribe, hit that like button. If you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to, that is fair. My name is Colby Swigger, database dad, AKA pick. Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah. Now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Oh yeah, you know we never stop talking college football here on the FCS College Football Experience. Check out the the regular college experience too. We've already broke down the schedules. Check out the college basketball experience every single night. Loading up for March Madness. College baseball experience firing away too. We're hitting on all cylinders. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast. And look, this is here to inform you. I feel like there's not a lot of great information on the FCS. So I've been in the... I've been sitting behind scenes, me and this next guy, and we've been, you know, figuring shit out so the people can get, you know, understand what's going on here. I mean, you see in the FBS, the... It's getting crazy in the F- FBS. They want four auto bids for the Big Ten and the SEC. It, it, the FCS, I believe, perhaps the way of the future, because I love FCS college football. I am joined by my co-host, uh, this guy. They call him the powerboat god. All right, he's down there in the Florida Everglades, in the Keys. He's just uh, 
Look, him and the Gulf of Mexico have been best friends for a long time. Give it up for the Gulf Coast guru, a.k.a. Mike Rose. How you doing, brother? <laughs> the power boat god, man. I like it. You got, you got some spark after this little hiatus. It's like, I like it. <laughs> yeah, man, you said it. I'm all for this FCS. I think the FBS is losing its way. FCS is going to carry the torch one day when baby Dundee is all grown up and he's in the transfer portal. We might be talking about Baby Dundee going this way, so I love it. Let's do it. There you go. And ba- Baby Dundee, we're calling him White Tiger. That's his name. Oh, he told me go. this. I didn't name him. He he told me, Dad, I'm White Tiger. And I go, oh, shit, okay. Uh, but I'm going to tell him, look, if you go to the portal, better have a pretty damn good reason, all right? Because these people are invested in you, son, so I want you to invest back in them. But White Tiger, we'll, we'll judge that when, when we hit those crossroads. Uh... I mean, I think it's just important for everyone to know what this episode is about is we just wanted to go position by position and uh, key in on some of the big transfers that I think could make big differences. And obviously the quarterback position is huge in college football, probably bigger than it's ever been. Um, And, you know, a lot of times there's not a lot of information regarding the FCS. There's, there's a few people that do good work. Shout out to Sam Herter and stuff and, and, and other guys, but you know, I, I don't know that they, uh, you know, we just wanted to, to do our version because, because I'm sure they're, they're, they're probably releasing content. I don't even know, but th- those are good guys and they do good work. And, and there's been, there's a couple platforms, but I believe uh, there's not a lot of information out there telling you who is who and breaking down who went where, what to look forward to next year. If you're a fan of any of these FCS schools, uh, and, and yeah, this is that episode essentially. So let's jump into it. I'm going to start off with, and I made graphics cause I was, you know, when you're sitting there working on an hour of sleep, you know, your son's crying, it's four 30 in the morning. You already watched all six death wishes. All right. And you know, you don't have, you just, what am I going to do here while this baby's just crying? I'm going to give him a bottle, have him sit next to me. All right. Uh, You can have that bottle while I do FCS content. That's the American dream, baby. So look, the first thing I keyed in on once again, youtube.com slash the college experience. You'll be able to see these graphics um, is the, the key players that left at the quarterback spot for the FBS. Cause there were some big, big names and I wonder, and we'll, we can actually, you know, hypothesize how they replaced them, but how each school replaced these big commodities. Let's jump into it. Um, it's going to press that there and go there. Okay. So my top 10 transfers leaving the FCS, unfortunately, uh, Actually, when I say top 10, it was 13 that I could, I could find that jumped to the F. Now, once again, this is a, this is a revolving door just because you're, if you catch this in a day or two, there could be 10 more names on this thing. Cause you have no, you know, the portal, especially after that court ruling by the West Virginia judge, uh, you know, you can transfer any, anytime you fucking want now, pretty much, you know, when the portal opens back up, you can transfer, you know, five years and, you know, f- Right now, until there's, you know, a change in something, every player can transfer anywhere <laughs> when, when the, when the, when the fence opens, which is, is, is going to be soon here. Um, 
the top one for me, I put in case you're listening to this on the audio side was Reese Poffenberger. This is a guy that uh, dominated the FCS a year ago through just a shit ton of touchdowns for the Albany great Danes. Uh, he cashed in with the Miami hurricanes, but uh, Miami also added cam ward, which is interesting because cam ward came over from Washington state. Remember not that long ago, he was in the FCS with incarnate word. They got Poffenberger first. And I wonder if he regrets, you know, cause once you sign your name to the dotted line, I guess to collect some NIL, I don't know. I, I clearly think he's going to be a backup this year. Now that cam ward, who was flirting with the NFL decided to take Miami up on their offer. What's your thoughts on the Poffenberger situation? You think he has regrets? Probably not because money's money, but maybe. I mean, you know, being being somebody, you know, big Papa Poff, obviously, if you followed us all season long, we love this guy. And uh, you, I've heard you talk about him for a few years now. So uh, I was never really overly enthusiastic about this move for him in the first place. Um, I, I don't know. I, Miami, it didn't seem like they were hunting down Cam Ward from the start. I know they landed Poff first. But it felt like Cristobal, that's his thing. You know, he's not actually a good coach, which, again, you've been calling for years. Uh, It felt like he was always going to find the big splash name. Poffenberger wasn't going to be that for Miami. Could have been that for a lot of programs. So while I agree, he's probably overall the number one guy I would want off this list. I don't like the fit for him, and uh, I think he could find himself uh, not playing much. Yeah, it's one of those things like you take the check, but you're probably going to be a backup. Is it better to play and cash in in a, in a couple of years? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting question, I guess, to ask yourself. Is I mean, well, he committed there not knowing that Cam Ward was going because Cam Ward had said he was going pro. So maybe I don't know. I mean, I think that's something to monitor. I think he's a talented guy that is is more athletic than people realize. Mm-hmm. But I, de- I definitely wonder if he regrets that. Uh, number two, I put is Giovanni McCoy, who did a great job with the Idaho Vandals. He landed at Oregon State. Um, I, this one makes sense to me. I think at Oregon State, they lost DJU, they lost Aiden Childs. It made sense to me. It sucks if you're an Idaho fan because, you know, you developed him for his first two years, but I don't know how you're going to compete with Power Five money, even though Oregon State's in a. They're still a power five. I think as of right now, um, your thoughts on McCoy going to Oregon state. I actually think the shoe might fit here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll give a, a quick take too. that. You know what, what do we got? Maybe six, seven guys off this list that were playoff guys. And then as soon as their team loses, they kind of bounce and they go up to the FBS. So that's obviously, it's kind of the dark side of the portal. You, you lose these guys, especially, you know, when you become so invested in the FCS and you learn to love that, almost as much as the FBS, then you hate watching them go up. And the thing with McCoy, at least, is I, I think he will find an opportunity here in Oregon State. It, it seems like a move that really makes sense in my head. Now, it's going to be interesting to see the direction the team goes, but I, I, as far as, you know, stylistically on the field running the offense. But I think McCoy has a lot of talent. He's going to be out of a dome now and out in the elements, so that'll be interesting to see in Corvallis. But I mean, uh, Oregon State, just, it's tough to find somebody I think that would have been a better fit overall. I love this fit. Yeah. And I, I mean, I just think also that could be devastating for Idaho. Idaho seemed to be trending in the right direction. We'll see. They got too. really hit by the portal. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll see. And then obviously, Holy Cross's star quarterback, Matthew Saluka, AKA Tebow Jr., um, he landed at UNLV. And one thing you'll notice three 
UNLV quarterbacks came out of the FCS this past year. We're going to talk about all three, but Saluka, obviously Holy Cross, Bob Chesney takes the James Madison job, Holy Cross doing a rebuild. Um, that one makes sense to me. He would have gone anywhere, but I thought it was going to be JMU. So I was a little surprised it was Vegas, but your thoughts here in Holy Cross, that just makes sense. You bring in a new coach. This is, this is college football. 2024 is that, you know, you're, you're basically, uh, you, you got to expect a heavy dose of transfers if you're bringing in a new head coach. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's one of the few times that I've never really been too bothered by the transfer portal is, you know, when you sign to go play for a team and, and you were basically wooed by a coach, you know, think uh, Harbaugh in the treehouse, and that's the guy that brought me in, right? But then, yeah. uh, you know, he leaves, so why can't you leave? So that's the one time it doesn't bother me too much. Just like you, very surprised he didn't follow uh, head coach over to JMU. I thought that would have been a perfect fit overall, all things considered, uh, team-wise, just their mentality as a program. And then you got the head coach running the system there. So that seemed like it would have made a lot of sense to me. Maybe uh, Matty Saluka looking for a little change in scenery and a little more opportunity to show if he's a uh, pure passing quarterback, maybe a little bit, get away from the run just a little bit and uh, maybe shock some NFL scouts. So who knows? Um, I think it's interesting. I think obviously the battle, we like you said, we got three on this list that went to UNLV. I think two of them are going to be the main battles, uh, Hosh Malik Williams and Matthew Saluka, about 45 years of college football experience between the two of them, it feels like. So uh, good fit. I like this one, and I, I think he'll do well there. Yeah, and then you have my number four. And like I said, if if someone's watching this, if one of these players is watching this, it's hard to really, in my opinion, the top seven you could shuffle in and out. Yeah, yeah. Top seven, you know, maybe even more than that. Um, uh, but I have Tyler Huff, who led Furman, you know, almost knocked off Montana in Missoula in the FCS playoffs. I was surprised he went to Rich Rod in Jacksonville State because they normally have running quarterbacks. Um, little surprise there. I mean, I think he's a good player, and I, th- I when I saw him enter the portal. I thought, wow, this is uh, someone could get a good quarterback here. I think he's, I think he's the real deal. But a little surprised where he landed because you know they run that Rich Rod offense where you kind of just back to his days with Pat White or uh, you know just uh, Khalil Tate. You can go one by one. You could even take it all the way back to uh, Tulane days with Sean King, Clemson with Woody Dantzler. Um Maybe they're going to run him more than I realized. Maybe he's more athletic than I realized. Uh, but I, but Huff's a, a good quarterback. I, I maybe they're switching some things up offensively. Your thoughts on Huff landing uh, with the Gamecocks there? Yeah, I thought the same thing as you actually. That uh, I don't with the system. I'm not entirely sure. But then I kind of thought back to this season and uh, particularly just you know playing uh, some DFS you know college football. And I kind of remember Jacksonville State on those weekday games. You know they'd be one of the lineups that you're trying to build is a lot of their players and uh, they run a two quarterback system a lot. So they, they work in different guys and maybe uh, Mr. Huff's going to be one of two. You'll have the main mobile quarterback. That's going to run most of the offense. And then once you get down into situations that involve passing, maybe that's when you'll see Tyler Huff. So for him, uh, maybe not the best opportunity to prove what you got on the big stage, but uh, for Rich Rod, I think it's a hell of a find. And I think it gives some opportunity to open up the offense a little bit in some different areas. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I mean, the passing game can really be a factor there. Um, Max Brosmer leaves New Hampshire for Minnesota. 
that's an interesting one because uh, I mean, he was very good at New Hampshire and Minnesota, you know, their backup, the Greek rifle transferred out to Rutgers for a second. It looked like they had Logan Fife and Brosmer at the same time, Logan Fife coming in from Fresno Brosmer coming in from New Hampshire, but Brosmer switched up. I'm sorry. Fife switched up last second. We'll talk about him in a minute. Um, but Brosmer to Minnesota, very interested by this one. I know Minnesota's schedule is brutal, but uh, you wonder how this will affect uh, New Hampshire. Now they did go out. I think they were, I think they were, uh, or, or they're currently looking for a QB. So maybe, maybe there's something they got there. Once again, the portal is not close to done before the season kicks. So uh, uh, maybe that, maybe the Wildcats grab something. Furman, Furman, uh, you know, actually that's one where I don't know, even though, even though, how do I say this correctly? Okay. Huff was a stud for Furman. But I don't know if it's going to drop off that often, like or that much, because Carson Jones played well with Huff injured. He completed like 56, 57% of his passes, uh, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. So keep an eye out on Carson Jones. And maybe that's the future. I mean, this is, this is a kid that, uh, you know, I played really well as a freshman there for them. You know, he had what I think that VMI game, he was through for over two, two twenty four touchdowns, zero interceptions. So keep an eye. I, I, maybe that drop off is not as bad. And maybe Furman is still an elite team. Uh, what do you think? Uh, we're, we're still on Huff or do we go to Brosmer? No, I'm just saying like Furman and oh. New Hampshire, Brosmer goes to Minnesota. I don't know how that will work out because Minnesota's schedule is brutal, but I'm just saying as far as replenishing this next year, Furman and New Hampshire, New Hampshire, obviously you got to figure someone that's a big shoes to fill. Same with Huff at Furman, but I feel like at least we got a dosage of Carson Jones throwing for a decent amount, you know, got three starts last yeah, year. So. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to love that having the quarterback. I mean, you don't love it when it's going on and your, your starting quarterbacks going down, but you got to love, you know, the feeling of if a guy graduates or jumps in the portal, you've already seen the guy behind him, And uh, you know, he, he turned up a little bit, both of these programs, honestly, New Hampshire and Furman, uh, we talked about it, you know, throughout the whole season and mostly in the preseason that they were teams with a lot of returning talent. And New Hampshire was not one that we really saw uh, Furman either really uh, utilize the portal a ton. They had a lot of guys that they're growing within. And I see both those programs that way. So especially New Hampshire, one that's, you know, been such a blue blood of, of the FCS for so long. I'm not so worried about them um, as far as New Hampshire uh, goes. Brosmer in particular Something about him when when I just heard him going to Minnesota and with PJ Fleck, I, I know they got a tough schedule, and I'm not saying he's going to light the world on fire, but he reminds me in ways of Tanner Morgan, and I think it's a really good fit. I, something about it hits the ears right. I, I think Fleck is a really good motivational coach, not always the best X and O's coach, but I think he gets the most out of players. And I think uh, Max Brosmer, I, I think he's going to do very well at Minnesota and a lot better than the product we were seeing on the field this past season. Uh, in the gap year after Tanner left. Yeah. And, and I love this next one here. I have a number six, uh, Zevi or yeah. Zevi, uh, Ekos from Bryant. Um, look, Washington state, Jake Dickert, maybe it's his background being everywhere. I think I know he's before he was at Washington state. He was at Wyoming with Craig bull and Craig bulls background comes from, uh, you know, lower divisions. And bef even before that Dicker was at South Dakota state. 
he was at SEMO. He was at South Dakota. He was at North Dakota state, Wisconsin, Stevens point. Uh, you know, he's just been all over Minnesota state, um, all over the lower division. So, you know, he was the one that went out and got cam ward. And now, you know, he was one of the highest paid quarterbacks this offseason, if not the highest. Um, so I think, you know, this is an interesting one. They go to Bryant and they get, you know, like I said, at cost, I'm intrigued to see how it works out with the air raid there or the, you know, the run and shoot slash air raid that they run. I think it's more air raid now for a second. It was with under Rolovich. It was a, a little more, uh, you know, a run and shoot, but what do you think of this one? Now, Bryant, obviously, I don't know how you replace a guy that good, you know, that I, you're going to, I just think you're going to have, have a, you're going to regress. You have to regress in my opinion, but um, I'm intrigued to see if it works out in Pullman. Your thoughts. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not totally, I forget your, uh, your graphic. I don't know if you saw, we do have somebody that is coming up to Brian or coming down to Brian from the FBS. Uh, so I, yeah. So oh, he's on from, our, from, right. uh, I think I have yeah. it on there. I think I have it on there. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll cross we'll that see. bridge. We'll, get, we'll get, get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but uh, as far as Ekas, I mean, there's Washington State. Uh, ever since Leach, it seems like you know it's carried on after he left that they always seem to find a guy that works out in their program, in their system, and uh, gives a good showing. I mean, you, you, De- Delora, uh, the list goes on all the way up to Cam Ward, like you said, from the FCS. So there's something, you know, I expected Bryant. I think you did too, to be a little more of a sleeper team this year than they ended up being. They were competitive, but they just didn't post the final record that I think we were both kind of expecting. But um, I think they found something in this kid. And this, this doesn't seem like a pool that's like completely at random. This is a guy that you looked into someone on your staff scouted and found this kid and said, and you know what? This guy is a guy we got to get a look. Let's bring him in through the portal and get him to run the offense. So this program gives me confidence in this fit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm very excited to see how that works. And then we touched base on Hajmalik Williams, leaving Campbell. Obviously Mike Minter departed Campbell as head coach. Hajmalik Williams, you know, he's had some injuries, but he's been, it's in his 35th year of college football. I feel like he goes to UNLV. I know we kind of touched on this before. Saluka, Hajmalik Williams. I think Doug Brumfield's still there too. And there's a third name that we'll get to in, in a little bit here. But Hajmalik Williams just gives you a a slew of. Uh, I mean, I'm intrigued to see who gets the start. Really, when you consider, when you consider, you know, if they, especially if they still have Brumfeld, you, you're you're throwing in two of the better uh, FCS quarterbacks over the past three or four years, right? So, it, I mean, Hajmalik Williams. I know he was dinged up a couple years, but. He's had multiple. He's had three seasons where he threw for over 2000 yards. This is a guy that probably has, I would love to know how many games he started because I I feel like he started as a freshman at Campbell in 2019. So he threw for over 2000 yards that season. So I, I kind of think this guy might lead the uh, mountain West and starts this year. Uh, And then Sluka is another interesting one because he played a little bit as a freshman, but ever since his freshman season, he started. So three years as a starter, uh, intriguing to me, intriguing. And we'll talk about the third one, the, th- the, the third candidate in a minute there, but I don't know. What do you make? And obviously Campbell hitting the reset button. Once again, I don't, that's not shocking to me because I feel like, uh, I feel like anytime, anytime you have a, uh, a new coach, so to speak, you know, you're going to see shuffle like this. So your thoughts. 
Yeah, waiting to see what Campbell comes up with because that's a team that's been uh, on fire lately in, in the portal with Mike Minter. And then, you know, now they've gone a different way at head coach and, and things are kind of clearing out. So interesting to see where the Campbell football program goes. And as far as Malik Williams, I mean, you said it all for UNLV and we kind of covered it when we talked about Saluka. They got tons of experience. Uh, I think they're going to find somebody at the quarterback position between I think Brumfield is still there. I think you're right. And I, I think they're going to have their guy. And, and if not, they might run a little bit of, you know, multiple packages where Haj Malik Williams comes in and, and does a little, a uh, little something, a little more dynamic because Sluka is very, very, very mobile. Malik Williams, a little more uh, quick, a little more field speed than that. So very interesting. I think that opens them up with a lot of options. I, I would almost expect to see the Jacksonville state, logo next to Haj Malik Williams because maybe a little bit better of a fit but I think UNLV is going to have a guy no matter what and and if you have injuries like it's so common in football these days they got guys to back it up so yeah I I like this one for him so let's do it (laughs) yeah they also added Dylan Marotra from uh from Southern now this is a guy that only threw one pass attempt at Southern last year and it was incomplete but previously before that he was at I believe he was at South Alabama so uh uh, or no, he was at UAB, I believe UAB. Um, I mean, I don't know what to expect out of that. It's just one that I noted. That's also coming in UNLV going for depth uh, at number eight, Clifton McDowell. They got the big Mac. We got the big Mick Clifton McDowell goes from Montana. Forgot an E in his name. When I typed that, my apologies uh, to temple. Um, I was a bit shocked at this. Cause you took Montana to the national championship. This is a guy who's transferred a shit ton of times in his college career. Right? So I was surprised he would transfer yet again after uh, such a magical run in Missoula ever since he came in uh, for Vidlak, I feel like he played just so much better. And, and I was thinking they would make a run again, unless this was something where like it was mutual. I was surprised. I don't know what does temple actually offer money. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I mean, judging by the six people that attend their football games, I would be surprised, but maybe they have, they have some AAC money, some of that Bill Cosby, J E L L O money. Um, uh, EJ Warner with the legal yeah. fees, man. <laughs> <That's gone. laughs> uh, EJ Warner, son of Kurt Warner was, was lighted up at temple. Uh, you know, I feel like more so two years ago than last year, he transferred out to rice. So this is their attempt and McDowell played pretty solid for Montana. So maybe it's a really good get for temple, but I was shocked by this one more so than the other ones. Your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Uh, I, I find it to be a weird fit for McDowell. Uh, you'd think somebody that's been playing that long and, and then finally, you know, got up to uh, the FCS, you know, the, the Frisco bowl. I mean, they got all the way up there. They're playing at the championship game in the FCS level. And then he kind of books it right after the loss. It's a little surprising to me and a little surprising to see him go to Temple where I'm just not entirely comfortable with the fit. Yeah, I've been following the chat, too. I saw you highlighting a few. Uh, Oscar Robles, that's one I noticed, too, the Eastern Michigan QB. That's awesome. You coached him. Austin Smith heading to Austin P. I'm sure Colby's got that one. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk a little <laughs> bit. Austin P. got a couple guys. We'll talk about that. Um, yes, sir. But uh, yeah, weird fit, I think, for Clifton McDowell. I would have liked to see him go somewhere that might cater a little more to his style and uh, maybe a little bit of an opportunity for a bigger stage for him since he, he just played in a championship game. What's bigger than that? Yeah, right. And then uh, Tommy Schuster, you know, he's from the state of Michigan, so I'm not too surprised by this. But he lit it up at North Dakota, took took the fight in Hawks to the playoffs, uh, had 19 touchdowns, five interceptions last year. 
going to Michigan State, where you know this is a, this one that makes sense to me, makes sense to me because they have Aiden Childs, who comes in from Oregon State, big time recruit, you know, five star or four star depending on the service. He comes with Jonathan Smith, but Aiden Childs is a freshman last year, and he, you know, although he he flashed a little bit, he looked good. He's also very mobile, and Tommy Schuster offers experience where it wouldn't shock me next year. If Aiden Childs, you know, I think he's going to be a stud. I think he's going to end up in the NFL, but you know, you got to work, you got to work through it. And maybe if, you know, he's having a tough game at Ohio state or something, you, you can lean on the veteran Tommy Schuster to come in. So this one makes a lot of sense to me, Tommy Schuster going home to the state of Michigan and going to a school where I think he could get a, 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 an opportunity to potentially compete or get some playing time with Sparty. Your thoughts. Yeah, and especially uh, the, the, just to jump on everything he said because I agree with everything he said. Uh, I, I think Jonathan Smith—that's a part of a culture that you really want to be a part of and and get around. So I think there's a lot of excitement going on in Michigan State right now and with Sparty. And I, I think Schuster—that's a good opportunity for him to jump up and go to a program like that. And like you said, maybe offer some veteran support. So um, home state—you gotta love it. He didn't go to Big Blue. He went to Michigan State. And I like the fit. I, I like the coaching staff there. And I, I think you could see Schuster on the field in some spots. Yeah. And then, uh, so that's like the real there to me, there's a big cutoff between now, maybe you throw in uh Skylar Lockler Lockler. Uh, but after that, Jalen Macon comes from Pine Bluff to Northern Illinois. Now this could be a great get, but Macon has only thrown four touchdowns in his career. You know what I mean? So uh, he's young, six, five, 205 pounds. You know, he's, he's going to ent- be entering his sophomore year. You know, he got the, got the red shirt on his first year. And then last year threw three touchdowns, one interception. So uh, maybe this is a genius. Maybe they see something, they scouted him well, and they think, hey, we got something here. But it's hard for us to really tell. I will say, you know, he was splitting time a lot. But that that start he got, I think it was against Alabama A&M on a Thursday night. He was 17 of 29, 227 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and almost eight yards of completion. So he was throwing the ball down the field. Maybe this is better than I realized just because, you know, I don't get to scout the guy. Your thoughts? Yeah, that's that's the tough thing with this one is uh, you, you really don't know much about him, and and it's hard it's hard to really place what he's going to do. I mean, now you're jumping up from uh, one of the one of the probably bottom definitely ten schools in the FCS this year, and you're jumping up to play at NIU, which is kind of you know for the MAC a story program. I mean, this is a team that's had some major upsets over Power Five programs. It seems like routinely, honestly, <laughs> over the last uh, decade, fifteen years. So. Uh, uh, it's hard for me to picture a guy coming from Arkansas Pine Bluff really just working right into the mix here. But if there's anybody that knows uh, quarterback injuries are a thing, it's NIU because they've had a ton of them over the last few years. So maybe he'll get this chance to shine and uh, pop. Who knows? Yeah. And, and then uh, Austin Pease, uh, Skyler Lockler. Uh, now, this is interesting. Obviously, Austin Pease head coach uh, Scotty Walden went to UTEP. And if you didn't catch the UTEP basketball game last night, he painted himself blue. And was running around the fans within the, you know, around the whole stadium, getting fans involved. So, you know, this is a guy, high energy guy, PJ Fleck 2.0, perhaps Uh, Scotty Walden, who, uh, you know, did a pretty good, decent job with the governors there. Um, I think he did a decent job. I think as the interim head coach too at Southern Miss, if memory serves me correct, but uh, he comes into UTEP and he brings Skylar Lockler with him. And now Skylar Lockler is still going to be a freshman. Uh, next year will be a redshirt freshman because he, or I may, how that worked. Actually, I think he might be a sophomore because he, he's actually thrown passes 
in two seasons there. So I think he might be a sophomore then next year. Uh, but this is a guy last year was he played in the Lindenwood blowout when they blew them out 52 to 10 wasn't their starting quarterback, but he delivered. He was three of four, 59 yards and a touchdown, 15 yards of completion. Just about, um, I don't know what to deduce from that, but I can tell you this. If Walden likes him, he knows the system. This is, this will be his third year in the system. And to me, it makes sense. And the governors, obviously I don't think you're hit that bad because this is only through uh, you know, seven passes for you ever. So your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I love the fit there at UTEP for for Scotty, and I, I think he's going to do uh, big things with the energy that he's bringing. I saw that clip too with him running around the arena like a madman. So uh, UTEP is an awesome program, and I'd, I'd like to see some excitement brought to it like that. Uh, bringing Locklear along with him that tells me this is a guy that he's comfortable, you know, running his system. Otherwise, why even bother? So I think this is a guy that uh, you know, like you said, three years in the system. He's going to probably get a chance to compete at least for the starting starting quarterback job uh, with the minors. So this is a program that needs some excitement. And Austin P is a program that was running a system. Like you said, system, the most important thing is understanding it, knowing the timing of it at all. And he's been in that system for, like you said, a couple of years. So I, I think he's got opportunity there. Yeah. And then the final one was Harold blood going from Southern to Missouri. Now, it, to, to Harold's credit, he probably shouldn't be ranked 13 because he's done a lot more than the other quarterbacks. I just, I know the situation at Mizzou and I just don't know that he'll ever see the field. Um, n- that, that's n- not a, uh, you know, Harold blood has been solid. He's this guy who's thrown 14 touchdowns in his career last year, you know, through 13 touchdowns, got a number of starts. So he's more experienced, but in, and he's a senior fifth year senior, but I, I, just don't think like you look at what he did against and no disrespect to Harold blood. You're better than I ever was. And, uh, but he, I don't just don't think it's going to, I think he's just a third string quarterback, maybe fourth string quarterback. Cause you look and say against Bethune Cookman, he was 10 of 20, 150 yards against Texas Southern. He was eight of 26, 58 yards against Alcorn state 10 of tw- or 12 of 23. Like that just, I don't, I, I, I would be shocked if he ever saw the field in Columbia, Missouri, no disrespect. Hey, maybe they gave you some money to be an emergency quarterback or third string quarterback. Fucking cash in, man. Um, your thoughts on blood going to Southern? Yeah, I mean, this is this is uh, really surprising to see for somebody. You know, you, you think you want to put yourself in the best position to play, and uh, I mean, Mizzou. We're looking at a team who's over under is nine and a half last year, this this coming year. This team's trending upwards. There's big expectations. Uh, in Columbia right now. So I, I don't know if he's really going to see the field. Maybe he has some potential at another position that we don't know about. So uh, quarterback though, you're right. He's not going to see the field and that makes it tough to really say anything too positive about this one. Hope I'm hoping. Yeah. yeah. Now, now. Yeah. I mean, look, maybe it works out. You get a chance to go to the college football playoffs. You don't start and maybe you're thrown into a game and, and you know, you complete a great pass or do something. You never know, you know, I don't want to criticize this guy too much, you know, but at the same time, I, I was a bit surprised. I was surprised in the move, but um, we're going to talk next about the FBS quarterbacks. It's a two way street. The highway goes the other way too. the FBS quarterbacks coming down to the FCS ranks. And, you know, maybe you could find some diamonds in the rough. Uh, I think over the years, you've been able to see that you saw that, uh, you know, with certain quarterbacks jumping down, 
Quincy Patterson went from Virginia Tech to North Dakota State. I know they share, he started half the season there. Uh, the two quarterback system there. They won a national championship. You saw Matthew Downing uh, and Matthew McKay transferred down. There, I mean, there's been a ton. I, 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 I'm drawing a blank on some of the other ones, but there's there's been a ton. So uh, Joe Flacco. Uh, but anyway. Uh, we're going to get to that in a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the FCS College Football Experience is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be that stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater that is near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll be having at that very event. Uh, so, what are you doing, folks? All right, snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use that redeeming code SGPN for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, once again, create that account, redeeming code SGPN for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. They got NBA, NHL, soccer, college basketball. And you better believe they got college football when the season comes back around. Simply pick higher or lower in your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. And right now, SGPN is teaming up with Underdog to give you even more of a bonus than the previous three months. Sign up between now and uh, the end of the month, and five winners will receive an Underdog hat, Underdog shirt, and a $50 SGPN gift card. Sign up today using the promo code SGPN, and then go to uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dog to enter the contest for your chance to win. And when you sign up, make sure you sign up with the promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. All right, we are back on the FCS college football experience as we jump to the other side here. FBS quarterbacks jumping down to the FCS. And I ranked them what I think. You know, once again, it's kind of hard to get a gauge on some. So forgive me on this list uh, because I do, I wouldn't say it's 100% accurate. I just quickly put it together. I think, I think it's accurate based off some of the stuff, but. You know, there was a couple that I, that I'll mention that I thought maybe I missed, you know, or or maybe they could be higher. Some of them just if they're at SEC schools or Big Ten schools, I'm saying, well, it's got to be a good get if you're Marist or or wherever where you're landing some of these guys. Um, but the one that jumped out to me right from the start was Logan Fife. I keyed in on him. I thought he was going to be at Minnesota. He had kind of committed to Minnesota, but he flipped to uh, uh, Montana. He's a lot different than Clifton McDowell. McDowell's dual threat. So I do wonder if that hurts the Grizz offense. But Fife is a Jeff Tedford quarterback. He started plenty of games when uh, Hayner went down. I know they went out and got the kid from UCF, Mikey Keene. But Fife has played really good. Uh, I, I think he'll be a very good quarterback at Montana. So I thought that was, the to me, the one that really caught my eye. Uh because I think Montana now, like I said, it changes their offensive dynamics some, but I think that's a stud get for the Grizz. Your thoughts? Yeah. So when I look at this one, I mean, you know, Fife, Fife, obviously, like you said, a Tedford guy. This is a guy that's played 23 games over the last two years, thanks to injuries. So I, I, a lot of experience. He's got to work on not turning the ball over so much. But a lot of that was uh, when Jake Hayner went down, you know, he was kind of put in the hot seat, had to really get flowing with the offense, like, you know, a lot sooner than he would have probably expected. So what I like about it is I feel like the Grizz, they kind of looked at what just happened when they played South Dakota State. And one of the things I keyed in 
on uh, for me before they went and played that game is they were going to have to open their offense up a little bit. And I think if you're a team like Montana, a team like Montana State, you want to take that next step. I think you're going to have to learn to play a little different style of football than playing exactly what South Dakota State has been playing, playing exactly what North Dakota State has been playing, where you know you have the mobile quarterback, you have the run game, but it's just not quite as good as those programs. And that championship game to me was exactly uh, an image of that. You just you trying to mock what they're doing, and it's just not quite there. Fife, I think, might give you the tools to open it up a little bit and maybe now build around that and compete with those teams in a different way by airing it out and, and trying to run it a little more uh, like a track meet through the air instead of just trying to beat those teams on the ground, which is damn near impossible. I like yeah. the fit. Huge get. Yeah, huge get. And uh, yeah, I like the fit too. Any Tedford quarterback, man. You know that Tedford's such a, he was a former quarterback himself, played in the CFL. And, uh, you know, he's coached, you know, a lot of great quarterbacks from Aaron Rodgers to, 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 uh, Derek Carr to, uh, Kyle Bowler. And then, you know, he had a stint here. I think, I think he was with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I forget who their quarterback was then, but, um, he's just, he, he, he's gonna, he's gonna give you a leg up, I think as, as a quarterback. So now you go to the Grizz. Uh, second, I put stone early. It's a guy that played some at uh, North Texas. He transfers to Abilene Christian. I thought that was a nice get for Abilene and Abilene got a couple quarterbacks, but I thought that was one that stood out to me. You know, stone played a lot at North Texas or a decent amount. So I, I thought this is one, you, you know, I just think the shoe fits. They run similar stuff there. Um, and I think he'll be able to be a, uh, a force essentially. Uh, you know, this is a guy, you know, go back to the 2021 season through 13 touchdowns over 13 over, over 1200 yards. He's got a lot of plays. I mean, he's played a lot, you know, for, for a quarterback jumping down to the FCS level. Like I say, he didn't light it up at North Texas, but he played enough. You know, this is a guy that threw 19 touchdowns played in four different seasons. And, and, uh, I think it could be a good get for them. Uh, I'm looking at it. It looks like he actually started off his career at Abilene Christian uh, as far as what I'm seeing on ESPN anyway. So um, it looks like 2020 and 2021, he was with Abilene Christian. So this might be a little bit of a homecoming, I think. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, Hey, he's obviously going to know the system. If he's coming back, he got some FBS rat, reps, you know, it didn't turn into a situation where he was starting full time. And now you come back home, show him what you learn at the higher levels. So this should be, as good of a fit as you can have. So I'm glad, I'm sure they're glad to see him come back. Yeah. And, and I mean, like I said, Abilene got a couple guys. We'll touch on, uh, on, on the others in, in a little bit here, but uh, this one was shocking to me too. So, you know, you, and you see that often they'll go to the FBS, think, think they could do things. Bronson Barron, who I have number three, this is a former Weaver state quarterback that went to Western Kentucky. Didn't work out all, you know, Austin, not Austin Smith, but, uh, I forget his name right now. The West Florida transfer. Uh, he started Austin Reed. Um, so Barron ends up having to transfer. You know, he, he said, okay, I went up to the FBS level. Let me jump back down. And he goes to Southern Utah. This is a great grab for Southern Utah, in my opinion. A veteran quarterback that started at Weber some. So Bronson Barron, I thought, was a, a very good pickup for the Thunderbirds. Uh, like I said, last year, you know, Barron barely played at Western Kentucky through two passes. Uh, but you go back the previous years or, or just the year before 21 touchdowns, seven interceptions over 2,500 yards at Weber state. That's a big time get in my opinion for the Thunderbirds. 
Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, you, you nailed it. So you went to Western Kentucky and, and there was they already had their guy in place. So you didn't play there. You come on back down and, and, and you go to Southern Utah. I don't see how this doesn't work out for him. I mean, you read off the numbers at Weaver. He, he played a lot of games at Weaver. He had a lot of attempts at Weaver. And his last season there, uh, 21 touchdowns, seven picks, almost 60%. You know, that's that's not too shabby at all. So this is a guy with a lot of experience. And for a team like Southern Utah, this is this is a really, really good grab. This is a team that wants to compete. And I, I, I think this is a good move towards it. Yeah. And then uh, this one here, the Bryant Bulldogs, you were referring to this one. I was a little surprised when Jared Guest went down to the FCS level just because in in the time when Grayson McCall got injured and he came in, I thought he played all right. This is a guy that has uh, 10 career touchdowns at Coastal Carolina. Now he is a senior, so maybe he says, hey, it's my final run. Let me start. But man, you go back to the last two games he started against Marshall October 28th. He was 14 of 20, 289 yards. 70% completion percentage, 14 and a half yards of completion, three touchdowns, one interception. And then and he played in the army game where they lost in West point, but he still was 26 of 36 for 279, three touchdowns, one interception. I was shocked that he went down to the FCS level to tell you the truth. I just thought, you know, someone else would t- maybe not coastal, but I thought maybe, you know, a Mac school, uh, you know, someone would take a, a shot on him. The, so Bryant, Bryant really won the portal in my, like considering Ecos left to bring in guest. I think they knocked it out of the ballpark. Your thoughts. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. This is one of my favorite gets as well. I mean, you know, we saw a lot of movement going on at coastal with the uh, quarterback injuries this past season. And this is a guy that stepped in and, and looked like he was just ready for the moment. Um, my one concern would be, it is a little bit of a system there at coastal, so it's going to be interesting to see him go to something different and see how he performs. But uh, this is a guy I, I feel pretty confident in just from, you know, personally watching him. And and I think he passes the eye test and the moment doesn't seem too big at the higher level. So can't see it seeming too big at Bryant. So I like the get and I, I think they've replaced a veteran guy that you would normally you know feel a little hurt. You lost him. I think this is as good of a scenario as you can ask for if you're Bryant. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, this is kind of no order. I mean, it, it, I believe the top four and this one, I just kind of threw in here. Uh, not that he couldn't work out at Utah tech, but Luke McPhail transfers out from Syracuse. He played in like four games, I think for Syracuse, but not substantial reps. Didn't start those games. Uh, so like, obviously like Daniel Richardson at six and Salopac at seven, they've exp- they've played so much more that they deserve to be higher than McPhail. That's, that's a, that's a, that's a McPhail on my part. But Luke McPhail still could be a good could be a good guy to get. You know, like you're playing a power five football, and for Utah Tech to land someone like Luke McPhail that's got some reps in game in the ACC. I don't I think it's you gotta be happy if you're Utah Tech fan. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean this guy's been out there running around in a practice field in a dome. I I just don't know. <laughs> how much faith I have. No. Him. <laughs> I, I will believe in this guy. If he, uh, if he gets them to go back to be in Dixie state, then I will be all about Luke McPhail. Uh, <laughs> I don't have too much input on this one. Other than that, man, I, I've never seen this guy. You got to assume for a program. <laughs> well, well, I don't get, I get I'm sorry. Exactly. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> it's gotta be a good get for a program like Utah tech though. Grabbing a power five guy. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I think that's what you, I mean. Your talent level should just go up just off of that. Uh, and it's a power five guy that actually did get some snaps. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, in real game situation. So uh, this next one though, you know, that I have, this one deserved to be higher. So my apologies, Daniel, but Daniel Richardson, not only I thought has played well as a quarterback, you know, you go back to a couple of those years at central Michigan. Yeah. Two for 2,600 yards over 2,200, uh, over 2,600 yards in the Mac, 24 touchdowns, six interceptions. Uh, he transferred to Florida Atlantic last year through 13 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. They decided to go a different route and Florida a and M lands Daniel Richardson. I think this is a home run. I know Willie Simmons left. So, you know, he could always leave again. Richardson could, but I think that's a home run get for Florida a and M. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping to see him stick with this program. Cause uh, you know, obviously just, just winning the celebration bowl and, and you lose Willie Simmons, uh, Jeremy Musa moving on as well. You need to figure out what to do at the quarterback position. And I mean, you said it through for 2,600 yards in a season. Not only is that in the, the Mac, that's in a Jim McElwain offense. So that's even that much more impressive. This guy has over a thousand attempts in his career up in the FBS, 60% passing completion percentage, 56 touchdowns, 23 picks. There's nothing you can't like about uh, getting Daniel Richardson. If you fan you, so I'm all about it. That's, that's a great get for them. I hope he stays. Yeah. And, and this next one I think is another home run that, like I said, deserved to be higher ranked than McPhail. That's on me. Uh, Jack Sallow pack. I know NC Nick says Jack salad shooter, but um, <laughs> look Sallow pack. I was impressed with him as a freshman at Western Michigan. Um, Elon has a knack for doing this and, and Sallow packs kind of athletic, uh, but Elon they did it with Matthew McKay who came over from Montana state via NC state last year was Matthew downing the TCU transfer. Now Salopak only threw one touchdown last year because a new coaching staff came in, but you go back to the year prior. Now I know he was a true freshman or whatever, seven touchdowns, 11 interceptions, but damn, there was some games where I, I, I thought he was all right. I want to say it was the Michigan state game that he came in, or maybe it was the Syracuse game. But uh, I, I, I think this is a good get for Elon. I think this is someone that could be a difference maker. Yeah. So the, here it is the 2022 season. He struggled a little bit last year in that new offense. But if you go back to the 22 season starts against Ohio, 17 of 31, 249. Now one inter- or one touchdown, five picks, right? Concerning. But the very next game, he, he those two interceptions or I'm sorry, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, lights up New Hampshire, who we know uh, FCS uh, blue blood. Um, this is one where I think it could work out, man. This is one where I really think it might be an underrated get Jack Salopec coming in to the Phoenix. Your thoughts? And I always like when I uh, I, I share maybe a, what what could be a hot take with Pick Dundee because I know you're the best in the business, man. So uh, Salopec, I also love this one for Elon. I think Elon is, does like you said. They have a knack for finding guys to put under center and make it work. And, and that was my main note on Salopaco as well, is this guy's dealt with a lot of turnover on the staff on Western Michigan. They've been figuring things out for a few years. So uh, it, it's tough to be a quarterback on a roster and, and find your way when things are changing around you all the time. Um, hasn't been an overly successful program lately. I, I, I like this fit for Elon, and I think Salopac's going to open some eyes this year. I think he's going to be the starter, and I think he's going to do well. Yeah, uh, I know the chat's talking about Will Rogers. That, that's FBS, guys. Uh, we're doing FCS here. 
Um, yeah, I, I like that get by Elon miles Burkett. Uh, this is one that's interesting and Albany, the great Danes, Luce Poffenberger, they go out and get miles Burkett transferring in from Wisconsin. This guy played in two games. Technically he took some snaps in the Illinois state game, but didn't throw a pass, but the new Mexico state game, he went four of five for 84 yards, almost 17 yards of completion. I know it's in Mexico state, but okay. I think there's a good get, you know, and Albany, maybe they found a decent replacement to Poffenberger. Uh, your thoughts. I mean, you know, losing Poff, big, 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 big pop of Poff. It's, it's tough to fill those shoes and, and you gotta love, I guess if you're Albany, you gotta love seeing an FBS name come down and, and it, maybe it gives you some hope. That's, Power that's five. Be yeah, exactly. My problem is I will never trust a Wisconsin, Wisconsin Badger quarterback until I see it <laughs> happen on the field. I, I mean, I heard for years that Mertz was going to be the second coming of Scott Tolzien, <laughs> and neither of those guys ever impressed me. So I don't know, man. I don't know about Wisconsin quarterbacks, but uh, Albany, maybe there's some hope. <laughs> fair, fair. I mean, this is the part where, like I said, you're going to get to further down the list and maybe should have listed some other guys further. But you're coming in from power five schools, you know, Colton Galther's the next one or Gaither uh, to for coming from South Carolina to Gardner Webb. You know, this is one that I find somewhat interesting. You know, Trey Lamb left Gardner Webb. They went out and brought in Chris Riser, who was, uh, you know, 40 and 11 at Tiffin. Uh, to land this guy, you know, I mean, I know he didn't play play a ton at South Carolina, but Spencer Rattler, who was a five-star was also, you know, in, in front of him, but he did play in the Furman game. He went one of two for 15 yards. He's you got, you're going to have him for three, four years. And I don't, I don't have a problem that he didn't play much when you have Spencer Rattler, who was a five-star who paid, he got a lot of money. So he does have long hair. So Fabio in the football field here. Um, I think it's a good get to bring an sec talent to Gardner Webb. Love it. Your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's hard to, you know, know what to make out of him after not seeing him on the field really, but there's a good reason for it. Can't judge him for it. I think the the highlight there is yeah. Gardner Webb going through a big, big turnover. I mean, so many players on that roster either followed lamb over to ETSU or uh, just left the program in general. So if you're a Gardner Webb fan and you want to get excited, be excited that you got a power five quarterback coming to the roster. Hopefully it pans out hard to know what to make of it, but uh, it's silver lining. And the fact that he got some reps uh, as a freshman, you know, normally freshmen don't even take a snap. So um, yeah, I think, I think that's a, a very nice get um, for them considering. Um this next one, Jake Rubley is interesting at Kansas state. Now I was first, I was trying to see if there was a connection between him and TJ Rubley, the old quarterback from Tulsa, but um, there's a guy that played, you know, played two years at Kansas state, probably going to be able to red shirt last year. So he might be a sophomore. So you might be able to get three years out of Jake Rubley. I'll tell you what, man, Chris Kleiman had Will Howard. Who's now at Ohio state starting and Avery Johnson was a five-star freshman last year. I don't have, there's no shame in Rubley not getting the field. Now he did. He was one for one for five yards last year, the year before he was four for five, 42 yards. He did throw a pick that one in completion, but I mean, I, 
being behind those guys, those guys are clearly good. So uh, I think Illinois state might've struck gold by getting Jake Ruby there. I agree. Actually, when I saw this one at first, I thought it said Jack Ruby, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's a name for you!" <laughs> uh, no, Jake and, Ruby. And Mo- uh, J- J- yeah, Jack Ruby was connected to the Chicago mob. That's why they 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 killed. Uh, you know, you had to kill Oswald before he talked. I'm exactly. with you. They went in there. They fried his brain with the LSD. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, I, I think there's a lot of promise to this one. I, I think there's definitely, you know, you don't have the statistics really to back it up. But like you said, Kleiman's been really crushing it as far as finding good quarterbacks. And I remember this kid coming in. I, I actually had a parlay engine on the game when Will Howard went down uh, a couple years back. Uh, Adrian Martinez was out and then Will Howard went down. They were on like their third string quarterback and in comes Mr. Rubley. I remember this kid. And he kind of, you know, hung in there and covered the line for me. I want to parlay. So I got a soft spot here for Mr. Rubley, Iowa, uh, Illinois State. I think it's a pretty good get. Yeah. And uh, next up, you got Matt O'Dodd coming to Maris. Now, Maris, we'll talk about later in a second. But um, Matt O'Dodd, LSU as a freshman, never saw the field, but. Uh, yeah, to end up at Marist. If you're a Red Fox fan, you're saying we're bringing in L- SEC talent to the Red Foxes, right? Uh, I mean, if you're a Marist fan, you had a, a career of season. Jim Jim uh, Parady, uh, you know, retired after 32 years. They go to Mike Willis, a former offense coordinator at Princeton, and you're sitting there saying, "Holy shit! Holy shit! He's bringing in SEC talent." Uh, <laughs> What a get shout out to Jong in the chat. Uh, sorry if I missed this is Holy cross. Uh, Matt, Matthew Sluka transfer. Yes. He is now at UNLV Jong. He is now at UNLV. So um, what do you think of Matt? O'Dodd? O'Dodd coming into Marist. That's a home run. I don't care if he never fucking took a snap You're at LSU and you're going to Marist win. All right. That's a win for Marist. Yeah, I mean that's that's probably the main thing I could say about it is you got to be a little excited getting an SEC uh, quarterback to come over and, and and play for Maris. So yeah, that's that's huge in that sense. I mean it's hard to know what to make out of it as far as never seeing him take a snap or anything. It's just uh, I don't know. I guess it's a happy day when you leave uh, Mr. Brian Kelly and his family down there, right? So <laughs> maybe he's just getting away from the madness that is that whole experience. Now this next one's fascinating. Dewan Mathis. You might know that name. If you know, sec football, he was battling with, uh, oh man. Before Stetson Bennett, who was there before Stetson Bennett at Georgia? Was it Daniels or were they the same season? Oh man. He, he went to the, I thought he went to the Jake Fromm. I thought Jake Fromm, right? Mathis actually was ahead of the depth chart. Then Stetson Bennett got some burn. There is a five, I think a former five-star if memory serves me correct. Now, yes, he ended up transferring to temple. Things didn't work out at temple. Now he transfers to Delaware state. Once again, this is one of those ones where I'm saying you Delaware state. That's a great kid. Even if it never works out, you take a shot on that type of talent. Every time your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who's, uh, whose whole college career has really fallen from being a, a giant recruit like we were talking about at, at, at Georgia, you know, the pinnacle of where you can be as, as a recruit coming out of high school. 
And then, uh, you know, you see him fall away. He was running uh, wide receiver reps at Temple last year. So he didn't even he, he didn't even play for them when EJ Warner went down, which is crazy. Yeah. But I mean, if you're Delaware State and you're Dwan Mathis, it's time to look at each other and say, OK, we suck and you've sucked. Let's find a way to not suck together. You should be able to perform at this level. So uh, as a last ditch effort, last chance you type thing, maybe this is this is the spot to finally make it happen. Uh, home run get for them. It's got to be. I mean, this is a, yeah, a, a couple. Run. I mean, a couple of years ago, he threw for over twelve hundred yards at Temple, six touchdowns, four interceptions. But the problem was EJ Warner is just so much better. So they're like, hey, you're an athlete. Go out and uh, play wide receiver. You know, like now he's saying, hey, fuck this. Well, I'm not no wide receiver. Let me go to uh, Delaware State and see if I can. You know, recapture some of the magic and, and, you know, kudos to him trying to do that because, uh, but I, uh, Delaware state, if you're a Delaware state fan, I think it's a great get too. So, um, now the next one, I know you're excited about because Brady Shannon coming over from central Florida to the ice, the ice chest, the ice house, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, Youngstown state lands, Brady Shannon, your thoughts on this one. Uh, he was a foot a baseball player, I believe too, for UCF, <laughs> yeah. like, like all their quarterbacks. I feel like, um, your thoughts on Brady Shannon coming in for the penguins. Yeah, that was, that was the tough thing to, to make out of this and, and why I didn't even end up writing them down. Cause I, I looked at it and I was like, I got to come back to this later. Cause all I saw was it said Brady Shannon, UCF, and then just baseball in parentheses. And I'm like, what what the hell? <laughs> you know, when we get a baseball guy. So I don't know. Maybe he's a pitcher. He's got a big arm. Uh, I'd have to dig deeper into Mr. Shannon to really know too much about him. Um, I know YSU's got some holes to fill there. And and after the playoff appearance, you know, maybe this will be a guy to do it. But it's it's hard to also have a faith have faith, even if you, you know, was running on the football squad out there at UCF. I, I don't have a whole lot of faith in uh the talent overall talent of uh, Gus Malzahn quarterbacks. Uh, I think he's kind of a quarterback <laughs> a little bit. So I'm not overly excited about this one. I, I don't know. YSU has a good baseball program. Maybe maybe, maybe that's all it is, right? Yeah, maybe that's right? all it is. Uh, who knows? But uh, to me, you're bringing in someone that played at UCF. Okay. Um, you jump down. You jump down to the next one. Brady Olson, who started at UMass a couple years ago. The real Blue Devils, Central Connecticut State land Brady Olson. This is a guy. I think it's a decent get. He threw for over eleven hundred yards in his freshman season at UMass. Eight touchdowns, seven picks. Last year, uh, he didn't really get in much. He threw, you know, what there was a coaching change from two thousand twenty-one to twenty-two, and for some reason, Don Brown and him they haven't clicked. They haven't got on the same level. So, uh, but he's thrown ten touchdowns at his time at UMass. Um, I, I I think it's worth a shot. I think Central Connecticut State got got someone that's got a lot of reps at the D one level and it's a nice get or at the FBS level, I should say, I think it's a nice get your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to completely put my faith in someone that coach Brown didn't believe in. Uh, maybe, maybe Olson had difference in opinions on rocking mustaches. I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> if you're central Connecticut state, I mean, you know, for, for, for Olson it's regional. So that's cool. You're going down, you're getting a second shot. Uh, 48% passing completion percentage, 10 picks or 10 touchdowns to 16 picks. So he's got a lot of things to work out. I think, uh, it's a good move for both, both, both him and the program to pick him up. So uh, hopefully he turns it around. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so look, if you're watching youtube.com, we changed the page here. Ole Miss, uh, former Ole Miss quarterback, freshman Devin Widener, 
leaves Ole Miss to go to West Georgia, who's jumping up from D two to D one this year or FCS this year. That is one I have at fifteen. At sixteen, I have uh, Kaya Sharon uh, from Kentucky transferring to UT Martin. Carlos Davis. He transferred to UMass from Western Carolina. He played a lot at Western Carolina. Didn't see the field much at UMass. Now he transfers to Towson. Interesting one there. Dylan uh, Libel from Missouri going to Tennessee Tech. Shout out to GBO Farms. And then this is the one that I thought was interesting. Mason Garcia was the highest recruit in ECU history. Just didn't work out. He didn't, for some reason, maybe it was the system. Maybe, you know, whatever it was, he was just not very good at ECU. Now he goes to the governors of Austin P. Tevin Carter from Memphis. Remember, he was at Georgia State, I think, before that. Goes to Tennessee State, Nettie George. Dijon Mustard Jennings going from Akron to Weber State. Um, and then this is a very interesting one to me. Jonathan Bennett, who played really well under Hugh Strip Club Freeze at Liberty, uh, he transfers to the Citadel. I thought that was a great gift for the Citadel. Tennessee State also got an LSU transfer at the quarterback spot, George Hamsley. Interesting there. Jefferson Bowes coming in from uh, North Carolina to Stephen F. Austin. I noted this one. You know, UNC's got a great track record at quarterbacks recently. Andrew Volmar, who got some starts at ULM, ends up with the Salukis. Mac Howard leaves Utah for Samford. And, you know, Samford airs the fucking ball out uh, as they got some some Coach Leach ties down there. Uh, Hunter Helms from Clemson going to Rhode Island. They lose Kasim Hill after 75 years of college football. Hunter Helms comes in. Interesting get there for the Rams. Mason Kidd leaves Northern Illinois for South Carolina State, which I thought was interesting. Any of those jump out to you? Because I know we got a couple more segments. But any of those? I mean, the Mason Garcia, he was a big-time recruit at ECU. Maybe it just didn't work in that offense. You go get a new start. Who knows what the fuck can happen? The Jonathan Bennett one, I think, is the one I really... I couldn't believe the Citadel... Landed him to tell you the truth. Yeah. So, I mean, out of all those, the ones that I have the most confidence in is definitely Jonathan Bennett. And I think that's, that's an absolute home run get for the Citadel. Um, you know, they're, they're breaking in a new coaching staff after last year. It didn't go well. Offense was uh, just absolutely abysmal. So I think he's a guy that could work out in that system. And uh, I, I think that's a really big get for the Citadel. Mason Garcia. I'm also very interested to see where that one goes. Uh, Austin P breaking in a new coach too. So we'll see what ends up going on there, but based off the program and the level of recruit that Garcia is, I think that could end up being a big splash. Hunter Hurst Helmsley, triple H or Hunter Helms, uh, going to yeah. be very interested to see what goes on with that Rhode Island, maybe found their guy. And, uh, I got a couple other ones to mention if you don't mind. Um, Avion Smith. Oh, uh- no, oh, I have that. At, yeah, I have that. Okay. Like three pages. <laughs> Avion Smith. Uh, look, and Austin Smith going to Austin P. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. You know. So let me hit on that. Avion Smith goes to Alabama A and M. He just won a MAC championship as a starting quarterback in the MAC championship. That was a substantial get. Was surprised he transferred out. Um. Jackson Daly from Arkansas State to Northern Iowa. Cole Freeman from Northwestern to Columbia. Austin Smith, Eastern Michigan, started some games there. Him and Mason Garcia going to battle for the who see who's going to be the starting quarterback of the Governors. And then one that I really like is Kai Milner. It's a guy that played a little bit at Cal. Going to the Lumberjacks of Northern Arizona. Carson Hugger. This is another Abilene Christian one that I was referring to. You know, Tulane Willie Fritz does a good job. Michael Prattsman, it was good. The backup played uh, played good this past year. Hugger was further down that depth chart, but maybe that's a nice get for Abilene Christian. 
Uh, Jacob Kilzer comes in from Air Force to North Dakota State. North Dakota State targeting. I love it. I love it. Going for the Air Force quarterback with Troy Calhoun, a former quarterback himself. Uh, Tyler Baker from uh, Navy going to Rhode Island as well. I imagine that could be a running back thing. I think that could be a running back thing. Uh, Eli Wisdom from Army going to Central Arkansas. I wonder if those guys are going to be penciled in quarterbacks or not. But I'm just curious. Like, to me, I think the thing I'll highlight first, because I want want to get your take on this, but the amount of big-name schools like Jefferson Bowes from North Carolina, Hamsley from LSU, Kaya Sharon from uh, Kentucky, Widener from Ole Miss, uh, libel from, uh, Missouri, Hunter Helms from Clemson, Mac Howard from Utah. Those are big time programs. If you're getting recruited there, you feel like, come on, that's gotta, that's gotta, even Milner from Cal. I mean, Cal puts a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. I, I, it, it's gotta be exciting. I think if you're a fan base, uh, you know, if you're any of those fans, you know, for, from Stephen F. Austin to, to, to Samford to land some, some names like that to Rhode Island. You got to be optimistic about your future getting those guys. I think uh, I think what people are starting to understand what these what these kids and players are starting to understand is is FCS football. You know, it's it's not like you can't find these games anymore. ESPN Plus in particular has like nine million of these games on every you know Saturday. So this is this is you're still going to get out there. You're still going to get the eyes on you. And if they're smart and they're listening to people like you or people like me, they know that a lot of people are going to start watching. FCS football because that's going to be true college football soon. So um, I think we're going to see these numbers grow and grow. And as these kids can get exposure, no matter where they play, they can get TV time. They can get NFL scouts just flipping on the TV, seeing them. They can get talked about. They can get mentions on X, you know. Uh, Yeah, I think we're going to see it more and more. And it's really exciting. And it's really cool to follow and see how these kids pan out when they go down a step and just light the world on fire. Yeah. And like I said, Joe Flacco didn't get, get to start at Pitt. Goes mm-hmm. to Delaware, gets those reps, starts at Delaware. They have great successes, you know, at Delaware, their program. Next thing you know, he's winning Super Bowls. You see it all the time. You see it all the time, folks. Um, so uh look, but but I want to talk about one more segment, FCS to FCS transfers. But before I do that, I want to tell you that the FCS college football experience is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NBA season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Um, um, this is one. Sorry, just the uh, wife hitting me up. Um, FCS to FCS transfers. I mean, I, I know we're running late, but I just want to rattle off some of these ones because I, I, I was doing a deep dive on this and I really think there's some great value that some teams got Cole O'Doyle rules, St. Francis, this dude lit it up for St. Francis. He goes to East Tennessee state. Um, that was a huge get for me. Also, Derek Robertson from Maine just lit it up. He goes to Monmouth you know, Monmouth, uh, what, you know, I feel like two years ago when they had the kid from Virginia, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. He started, uh, started at Musket. Tony Musket. Yes. Tony Musket, uh, that, to refine that, that stride that they had, Robertson could be that guy. Uh, Tyler Noop from Georgetown. 
New heading balloon. to the Sea Wolves, yeah, heading to the Sea Wolves of Stony Brook. Interesting there. Noop had a, br- a big year for Georgetown last year. Grad transfers over there. Uh, Jordan Pashat is one from Miss- from Missouri State to Southern Utah. Southern Utah's quarterback room is all of a sudden really good. <laughs> the fuck is going on there? Uh, and then Damon Stewart leaves Alabama State to go to Sela, the Lions. That was an interesting one to me. Stewart played well at, at Alabama State with the Hornets. Carter Peavy, who's been who's got a lot of starts at Mercer, you know, coaching change and for whatever reasons, he ends up with the Maine Black Bears. I think that's a great get for Maine, getting a guy that experience. And then Andrew Bodie coming in from Texas Southern to Alabama State. So Alabama State loses Stewart. They grab Bodie. It all works out there. Marist, we talked about them landing an LSU transfer, but Brock Bogosi ends up at Missouri State. There's musical chairs here. Quarterback musical chairs here. Justin Fomby is one from Houston Christian that flashed. He goes to A&T, and the, the ironic thing is uh, A&T, A&T uh, lost a quarterback to Houston Christian, Eli Brickhandler. So they basically just did a fucking trade. They're like, hey, we're going to be Brickhandler. You give us Fomby. Um Jalen King follows Trey Lamb from Gardner Webb to East Tennessee State. I don't think he'll start this year because East Tennessee State got Cole, Cole Doyle, but I do think he's the quarterback of the future there. DJ Williams had a good year with Murray State in the Racers last year. He ends up with the Salukis of Southern Illinois. They got a couple guys. Uh, Alabama A&M's Quincy Casey transferred to West Georgia. Nice get for West Georgia. I uh, just touched on Brick Handler going from A&T to Houston Christian. How about Hendon Hooker's brother, Austin Hooker, going from North Carolina A&T to Florida A&M? Now, he, you know, he's young. He hasn't got the reps yet, but nice get for the Rattlers. Uh, Noah Sanders never played at Delaware, but he lands at A&T. Delaware keeps a good program, so that might be a good get for the Aggies. Zach Yeager bombs also leaves North Carolina A&T for Howard. Yeager got a, a few reps. Uh, Aiden Pereira who played a little bit at Maine, ends up at Merrimack. And then Daniel Britt, who was a backup at uh, Montana, ends at Northern Arizona. Your thoughts on any of those? Because some of those, I mean, I would say really the first first eight or nine of those, I feel like maybe even the first, the, the top 10, all huge gets. Yeah, I, I agree. The top 10 are all very, very interesting. I'm very uh, curious to see what shakes out. Like like you, I assume it's going to be uh, Cold Doyle rules at ETSU, but you never know when a guy follows a coach with the system. So uh, I'm very interested to see what pans out with that. I was surprised to see Noop leave after Georgetown found some life with the program this year, but Hey, uh, it makes sense. I guess Seawolves, Stony Brook were, they were throwing around some money last year. I remember in the transfer portal. So, or <laughs> assumedly so anyway, cause they had a lot of them. So maybe that had something to do with it. Carter Peavy going to Maine. I think that's a really good get for Maine. He's a, he's a decent quarterback. So there's some names to be excited about here um, for sure. Uh, DJ Williams as well as one that pops for me. So I, I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, there was one I thought I had that I was, Oh, Matt Morrissey from Western Illinois going to Eastern Kentucky. Um, oh, I missed that one. Yeah, I missed that experience. one. Yeah. A lot of experience. So I like that as well. That And, and folks, like I said, there's so many quarterbacks still in the portal. So this list is not final by any means. We're probably going to have to do this again in August, right before the season (laughs) and say, uh, you know, these quarterbacks went there. So buckle up. The portal's crazy. I can't wait. FCS football here to stay. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I love FCS. I'm talking FCS in February. I love it. Um, 
folks hop on over to YouTube, subscribe, hit that subscribe button, youtube.com slash the college experience. Make sure you give Mike a follow on Twitter. Mike Rose, uh, AKA the golf coast guru He's on Twitter at GCG underscore wins. Give him a follow. What are you doing with your life? All right. Uh, pick Dundee's on Twitter at the Colby D. I did refer to myself in the third person. I am an asshole. Um, the college football experience, the FCS college football experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. This we're just getting started folks. White tigers out in the world. Now I can focus on FCS football. Let's go. Uh, please. If you can subscribe uh, YouTube, yeah, I mean, not only YouTube, but uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Spotify, iTunes, get on over there. Give us a five-star review. We'd certainly appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to go team by team. We're going to just, we're going to bring it to you like nobody else has damn it. Um, and make sure you check out the other, the other platforms, the college football experience. I already broke down all the, the power four schedules. Uh, so go check that out. Just did a win totals episode over there. The college basketball experience live every single night. And you know, until March until uh, I mean, actually until April when that, when we crown a national champ, also the college baseball experience is in full swing, kick it ass already. You see you doing it. Um, and uh, yeah, check out all that stuff. Check out the sports gambling podcast. Check out the bottom line bombs podcast. And uh, yeah, until next time folks, this is the FCS college football experience. We'll be back next week with more, more of a deep dive on the running back position until then you better start thinking about yours and we are out of here. Run, shoot, shoot.